It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast or Chicago Scene Salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent and tastemakers in the Chicago music community. My name is Jaime Black. I host this podcast every week at ChicagoVersUnited.com. This week, an interview with Jerry Bryant and Ryan Mano of JBTV, recorded at the JBTV studios. Here's how that sounds. Jaima Black here with Jerry Bryant and Ryan Mano from JBTV. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? We're doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm great, man. Yeah, good. Feeling good. Thanks for thanks for having us. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for having me up here tonight. There's a lot going on with you guys. The big news right now, JBTV launching nationally this Saturday, uh, February 18th. And congratulations on that, first of all. That's that's huge. Well, I hope it's huge. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting being on in uh, multiple markets and uh, you know being out in Los Angeles and New York again and uh, San Francisco and and Miami, beautiful Miami, which uh, yeah, Ryan loves it there. <laughs> I do like Miami, but I think more than all of it, I'm just excited to to get in a cab in New York and and see the show. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's kind of cool. Yeah, they show that like uh, all the cabs show the um, the NBC nonstop programming. So they do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, it is. So that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, you go to New York all the time for Kevin. I'm, I'm there quite often. My brother's out there now. And, uh, yeah, I always see, like, you know, you'll see, like, LXTV or, you know, some of the, the other nonstop programming that NBC has. And, and now if we, do a, if we do a pretty bitchin' interview, we might be in a cab. I think the real jackpot would be being on one of those TVs at the gas station when you yes. unhook the pump. Yes. <laughs> TVs on the pumps now, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Am They're, I missing out on it? I guess I haven't driven in a while. That's what you get for living next door to the studio. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to go out in the world and, and see all these things. I love being a shut-in. <laughs> I will say this real quick. Last week, this is the first time this has happened. I was at a gas station, and uh, a woman pulled up to the pump and was pressing the button for the, the attendant for, you know, for service. She was a little confused by something, and I heard the woman say, yes, can I help you? And she said... Why doesn't this thing accept cash? And I thought, where have you seen one that does? Like, did you just get defrosted? Yeah, it's seriously. So, Jerry, you're not like. Don't worry, you're not missing much. Even the people that are out there have no idea what's going on. I want to date this woman. Uh, I want to get the full story on this national launch. Uh, let's start in the beginning. Kind of, what was the the genesis of this move? Like, where did it start? Uh, well, we've been on uh, nonstop now for what, almost a year or so, uh, yeah, locally here in NBC5, Chicago 5.2, the digital channel. Uh, so they've been watching the show nationally, uh, you know, the people that run NBC nonstop, and uh, I think that's how it sort of came about. So it wasn't something we went out and said, we want to be national or something, it sort of came to us. And I think a show like JBTV works, it doesn't necessarily just pertain to Chicago, because we do have a lot of acts that you know, are right on the, the verge of becoming the household names. And, and with what we do, I mean, we promote bands that are, are on tour in all of the cities that we're going to be on. So it works um, on that national level. I think it's a no-brainer. Let's run through some of the markets you're going to be in. Uh, I mean, there's a ton. Uh, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Dallas, D.C. I mean, I think it's something like 14 markets. Is that We're going to be in of... Washington, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep, D.C. <laughs> Obama's actually going to listen to the show or watch the show I, and everything. I heard that at the at next year's State of the Union speech. See, you guys need to get him on JBTV. Be like Chicago institutions kind of have to stick together. He should sing like Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> uh, what is 
launching in multiple markets, being seen in multiple markets, you know, what kind of doors is that going to open for JBTV? I think what it's going to do is help the local artists in all these different markets that come into Chicago to be on JBTV to get the exposure because there's so few respected places now that you can get content like great bands to perform in quality, high quality, high definition television with great audio recording. Uh, so it's going to mean good exposure for the bands mainly. And I think from – because I, I, I sort of help out and dabble in, in the show's booking and, and – uh, You do more than dabble. Well, <laughs> so – but I, I think that it's going to help out in the caliber of artists that are we're able to get, you know. Yeah. And JBTV's always gotten huge names and big names, but I, I just think that it just makes it a little easier when you can say to somebody, hey, look, we're going to be on in these cities and, and – have this much exposure. I, th- I think it's a more, you know, it, it's you're just going to open open up the pool of people who are, are down to do a lot more with you. So I think we'll see better, more access to artists. I think we'll see better performances. I, I just yeah. think that it's going to increase the uh, the quality of the show. Well, and one of the cool things about JBTV is you guys always get these big acts, but you get them kind of really on the come up. You look at the names, and you're like, oh, wow, they've had the Pumpkins, they've had Fall Out Boy, they've had, you know, all these bands. But you guys were getting them early so, yeah, I can totally see this kind of continuing that access where you're able to bring those those bands back in who are bigger, I would hope. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the good thing about it, you know, especially Fall Out Boy. They were here before. They they didn't even have a real video yet. Yeah. And then when they got signed by the record company, they made like an official video. I still like the original video. The guys just threw together. <laughs> huh. yeah. So it's great at the beginning. That, that's really the fun part of doing the show because, you know, artists are such... They need the exposure. They're not tainted by the business yet. And uh, when they come and talk to Ryan or Jenna or any of the different hosts, it, uh, it, it, it's fun. You know, it's exciting to be on the show. So, Do you see this changing the show in any way? And I'm not saying, like, for the better or for the worse, but is it going to, like, is any of the approach going to change? Is there maybe going to be, like, a less local approach or? Well, we've never, I mean, we've had a local, local feel all the time. But, you know, we've had many bands in from all around the world. So uh, basically, we've never said, oh, you got to be from Chicago to be on the show or or whatever. So I don't think it's going to change. I think it's going to be more exciting because we're going to add so much more new content to the show. I can't wait till we can travel around with Ryan, like going to San Francisco (laughs) or Los Angeles or New York and doing some field trips and doing some cool stuff around the country. That is a good point. I hadn't thought of that, but that, you know, that actually might answer your question, Haima. Maybe it opens up it opens up what we can do and where we can do it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It, it, it might mean taking it taking it outside of Chicago for, for something here or there. You know? JBTV tour. And look, we I mean, this is the the first year um, that we're, you know, in a couple that we're not doing the South by Shy shows down at South by in Austin. But I think that's, a, you know, a good idea of, of us taking this thing mobile. I mean, we would do mm-hmm. some JBTV stuff down at South by Southwest and, who knows? I mean, maybe we'll we'll do CMJ in in New York, and it would just. I think this is going to help us get uh, a foothold in 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 more places. You know, speaking of kind of the response and the presence outside of Chicago, you guys have been online for a while. You have a really strong online presence. You have the video. You have the episodes available. You have the podcast. Were you already seeing, even prior to this happening, a strong? response and draw from outside of Chicago and the other markets or even outside of the country, you know, from the online presence. Yeah, it's really cool to, to look at, you know, the analytics of a website and see this week, you know, eight people from Columbia, yeah. you know, came to your website and watched this. Or And, and I, I don't have it off the top of my head, but at some point in the last couple of months, I did see like, um, you know, a breakdown of the top states that come to our website, the top cities, the top countries. 
And it's cool to to see that and to, to really think you exist here in this bubble, but really we're reaching people around the globe, and, and that's pretty cool. I I wish I had more of a solid answer about the number of those people, but yeah. I do know that I know that there's interest all around the world in what we're doing. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I, I follow, obviously, my podcast analytics, and like I, I see every month about 20 or so listeners on average in Australia. Mm-hmm. It's steady, and I'm like... Who the fuck is listening to this in Australia? I'm yeah, only talking yeah. to like Chicago bands. Right, right. Yeah. What? How? Yeah. How did they get here? And you know, I don't know the last time that I was like poking around and was like, oh, I'll watch this German, right? You know, this German show about cats or something. But in Australia, they're like, I wonder if anyone's talking to the Lawrence Arms right now. Right. That's right. It's cool. How much work is involved in making something like this happen? Because I know. In almost anything with media, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Was that the case with this, or was it kind of a, a fast transaction? I want to say one thing before he starts, and, and sure. I, I just want to make sure that Jerry does not downplay the fact that I think he sleeps three hours a night. <laughs> he, no, I'm up to four, so okay, yeah. don't, so he, he don't works, underestimate. <laughs> he works here you know, until about three or four in the morning and then walks next door to, to go to sleep, shower, Put on a new JBTV shirt and come right back <laughs> and and do it all over again. And uh, it's like the Wayne's World wardrobe, it where it's the same every day. Yeah, it's like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Just right. what do I wear today? Right. Um, but aside from that, I, I will say I, I do want Jerry to speak to this, the amount of work that goes into it. But it's uh, don't be fooled. It it is a, a tireless operation from this guy. Yeah, it is. It, you know, and it, it isn't. It's, it's, it's time-consuming, but it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's work that I really enjoy doing, and everything we do is high quality here, you know. Uh, when we do interviews, and when Ryan does, you know, we, uh, we run three or four cameras. Uh, all that has to be edited, uh, just like your podcast has yeah. to be edited, you know, if I say something stupid here or something. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of work, but it's a labor of love. And I, I think when you love doing what you do, like you were saying, sometimes you'll be editing late at night till 6 in the morning. You start out at midnight thinking, well, I'll be done by 1. Oh, yeah. Or writers, you know, anything creative. This is a creative business. And, uh, you know, when they write these albums or record these albums, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. It takes months. It takes, you know, a lot of work. I think you, you have to be a certain kind of person to do what you do, what Ryan has done, you know, this whole time. And, and you have to be somebody who can't turn it off, who has to do this. It's not a choice. It's what you wake up and it's just what you it's a what you do. Yeah, yeah, it's a passion. It's what you love doing. And that's so important nowadays because life is so short with all these demands and all these politicians and all this crap going on. Do what you love doing no matter what it is. And I, I think that's the best way to live your life nowadays. At least that's the way I've done it. <laughs> well, and, you know, you have – obviously people can't see this. But, I mean it's a gorgeous facility here. And, you know, you're 27 years in and I'm sure that there were times where people were like – why don't you walk away from this? But if you look at kind of the payoff, it's such a cool story because you're going national now, and it's 27 years later. But it kind of – does it feel like a, a payoff at this point? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I can say a payoff or anything. I'm just so happy that I got uh, a whole new show now. We totally revamped the show. Because when I started out, it was pretty much uh, – I had a partner, Joe Kelly, at the time because we did tour commercials for radio stations like you know ELO, Pink Floyd, all these great tours we would do. So I did production, and I wanted him. He was going to be the on-air host, but he never could get it together to do it. And I said, I'm just going to start playing videos. <laughs> and that's how it started. I never wanted to be on TV. I'm sort of a introvert. I like to stay in the studio, locked away. I've told Ryan this many a time. You know, he's gone up and introed 
some of the biggest names in the business from the yeah, stage. Absolutely. You know, at the, I mean, you've been Tinley Park, 100,000 people or whatever. Yeah. There's all this stuff going on. All he the twisteds, up, jamborees, totally. Yeah, he goes up on stage and no problem. Ryan Mano, rah, 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 you know. I go, hey, I don't want to do that. You do it. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not into that. I'm into, I'd rather run the camera. You know, to me, the best satisfaction is being in the pit. Like, you know, I did Radiohead or the Smashing Pumpkins, running camera. Then going back, I'm so spoiled. As I come back to the studio and I got these speakers and I got all these monitors and I get to see all the footage and then I can go through and, and I like to edit and I want the bands to look good like sometimes you know when you're playing your nose is running or something I try to cut that out <laughs> I don't want the artist to, to look bad I want the artist to look good at all times even when they're here on our stage it, it is so important to me to make them look and sound as good as we possibly can because that's their careers you know it takes a lot of effort to go on a stage anywhere even a small stage at the smallest club with two people just to get up on the front of, and to do something and perform that, that does, that's a big thing. So I, I give all of the bands that come on our show a lot of credit just to do it, especially the new ones. Like the Frantic when we had them on. They're a bunch of 16-year-old kids. Uh, literally, they were total kids. Their first performance on television, and they kicked ass. Yeah. Yeah. They just they had this attitude and they didn't stop. They just went boom, 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 and, and that's where you can tell the talent. You mentioned that the show kind of went through a transformation, and that was something that I kind of wanted to seg into. Is that this really is kind of like JBTV 2.0, right? Right, right. exactly. It is because it's a whole new thing. It was pretty much just me hosting the show. You know, this old guy doing music videos and uh, interviewing bands. And uh, when I had the bands on, the only thing I miss about the show right now. If the one thing I do miss is that we don't ask the bands about the bands they like to see on the show. Because a lot of times, uh, the whole show is pretty much, oh, what do you want to see? You know, like, yeah. oh, you know, we just thought we're on tour with this band or something like that, you know. That's something that I'd little bit miss, but I don't know that that's such a big thing, you know. Because uh, we do ask, I know you talk, you know, Ryan, when he does interviews and stuff, gets a lot of information around him that, uh, you know. Well, and that's, so, you know, I think that JBTV as it was, I mean, God, like, Every band that, that comes in here that has any ties to Chicago, I mean, they all say that they grew up watching the show. I did, yeah, you know? I mean, totally. And I think, though, that the show that Jerry did, I mean, look at look at anything over time. Things have to sort of change. And, and the reality is that the content, the videos and stuff that JBTV was legendary for showing, those can be found online now with the click of a button. What you can't get is the is inside Tim from Rise Against, inside his head. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we have to kind of react to, to what the demand is. And, and it's like a supply and demand. You know I mean? The videos can be found, so let's find something that, that no one else can find. And it, it makes such a difference when you do an interview and you have that prior relationship with the artist. That's something that, you know, I always saw on Local 101 when we would bring bands back and as they got bigger. You know, you could tell the difference between when Tim from Rise Against was talking to Chris Payne and when he was talking to entertainment weekly yep. or some shit like that mm -hmm. absolutely and and that's one thing i think that i know jerry has and i know that personally i have always not even tried i i think it's just i think when you try it's it's hard i think you always just maintain those those friendships you know what i mean and i mean friendships that yeah that's how you show viewers and and i don't want to make it sound like i exploit the friendships or the relationships but it's like you know, it just so happens that Tim from Rise Against is, is a singer in a band. I host TV and radio shows, and our paths cross, but what you see is natural friendship. You, right. you know, you understand that I was at, you know, his daughter's first birthday party. Like, th those are things that are real, and then that comes through to the viewer. And I think it's, it's a real look 
at these people that you're not going to get, like you said, from Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. So it's it's um it's always been important to just really maintain those relationships, those friendships, and and uh, really just kind of use those to really show other people what I see in these people. You know, Jerry, what has you know Ryan? I think has been on the show what maybe two years now. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. What has Ryan brought to the show as a host? Well, I think Ryan's bringing the the youth, you know, the the whole new. It's a young, it's a younger uh, viewership to the show because I have a lot of older viewers. I mean, I <laughs> I have some viewers in their nineties now that are watching <laughs> that grew up with us, and they still. It's amazing how the old people of today aren't like they were, like my grandfather or my parents. It's, it's a totally different world right now, you know, because there's all these 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 baby boomers that grew up with all this great music and all this, you know. So so I think Ryan, amazing to have him on the show. I can't. I'd love to have Kevin back on the show because yeah. <laughs> I think the two of them together are uh, totally hot. So you know, in a good way. <laughs> when I, did I say that wrong? Totally hot. <laughs> That's the pull quote. <laughs> um, we got totally hot hosts for the new generation. <laughs> you know, and along the same lines, Ryan, you're somebody who's done a lot of media work. You know, across multiple fields. You you've really put in your time, you know, and you've been around the block. You're a veteran at this point, man, you know, and, and I mean that yeah. in the best possible way. I don't mean to be like, you're old. Right. I mean, like... Oh, he's over the hill already. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, how does JBTV, hosting JBTV, being involved with this, you know, compare to some of your other professional experiences? I'll say this. I think that I've always wanted to do, and I've always sought out opportunities that, that come with an energy and a history that you can't deny, all right? So Q101, every time I would walk into that studio, I grew up listening to it, and you think, I try and do things that make me pinch myself, right? Yeah. Where I say, I can't believe I'm here. And the second that I think that wears off, you need to move on, right? And and JBTV is the same way every time I sit on that stage, and, and I see Jerry holding the camera or working the jib, and, you know, I'm sitting across from, from an artist that I, I respect, and I think, man, I can't believe I'm here. And and the same for the Sirius XM stuff. I mean, I, I sit in the studio and I think, shit, we're on Howard Stern's Sirius XM network. I can't believe it, you know. And I always l- gravitate toward those things and I always look for those opportunities. And, and, and sometimes they just find me, whatever it is. But JBTV, I would put in that same, that same class of excitement. It's, it's, a, it's a history that runs through your veins. It's an adrenaline that you just can't describe, really. It's one of those things where when it's go time, it's go time and you feel... You just feel so fortunate to be doing it. Well, and something else that I think really makes the program special is that if you look at, I'm sure, Jerry, when you started, and even when, you know, Ryan, you and I kind of started, you know, in the same Mm -hmm. time period, if you look at then and now, the media circle is so much smaller. You know, so many things have not survived. So the fact that JBTV Mm -hmm. still exists, let alone 27 years later, it's, it's pretty remarkable. It's really a testament to you guys and to the staff and to the concept as a whole. And to being crazy. I think there's a lot a lot to be said for, for just being yeah. crazy enough to not stop. Yeah. You know, that's, and that's Jerry. You can't give up. I mean, once you give up, it's over. Once once you say, I'm not going to do it anymore, you're, you've sort of given up on it. I will never give up on this as long as I can do it. And I want to do this until I die, I think. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many people are going to want to, you know, <laughs> here I am on the show. <laughs> but I got to tell you, Ryan's ruined my life. Because since he's done the Abe Cannon show here out of the JBTV studios, I listen to more 
radio on Sirius XM than I ever have in my entire... I mean, I grew up listening to radio all the time. I left it on 24 hours a day when I was a kid, listening to WLS and Super CFL. And, and But I was in Milwaukee, so we were at you know WOKY and uh, WRIT were a few stations there. And I just loved radio and everything. And uh, But now... I, so I stopped listening to radio like in the 80s pretty much, you know, except uh, I listened. I remember once uh, Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer did a show on Saturday afternoon. They were testing on the loop like they, you know, they wanted to just test the studio. That was compelling radio. And what Ryan's doing now is compelling radio because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. They have a freedom to say fuck and shit and <laughs> – and uh, they talk. That's part of doing a podcast. Yeah. I yeah. I, I just the fact that I, I'm I'm really I don't like to swear and stuff, you know, because I get mad, you know, <laughs> on the side. But there's something about broadcasting. Still, I have a hard time even right. saying that. Did you have a problem with that, Ryan, when you did the Sirius XM thing? No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think I think like I was waiting ten years to be yeah. able to do that. I think the the um, I do think that it makes you more creative, and it actually makes you. A, a better broadcaster when you have to censor yourself. It's an easier route when you when you have to when you can swear and when you do swear. But um, I think that in certain instances when you do have that freedom, <laughs> I think it calls for it, and I think it's all right. But I do agree it can be overused, yeah. and it and it should probably be used with some, you know, with, with uh, some thought behind it. I I feel like this interview I could keep asking you guys questions forever, but you know I'm gonna kind of close out with this. JBTV it's been around 27 years. You guys both have a wealth of experience in the industry, and now you're launching national starting this Saturday, February 18th. Where does JBTV go from here? You know, like what's next for this kind of institution that is apparently like the Jason Voorhees of the <laughs> music industry that it just cannot be put down. I don't know. It's hard to plan what we do. You know, I think it's just going to have to evolve, and we'll see where it takes us. Uh, I, I'm excited to go wherever it takes us. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't have real plans to say it's going to be here in the next year, and we're going to do this. Because when you start doing that, you try. I, I tend to plan things in my head, and then when it happens, it's not what I plan in my head, and I'm a little disappointed. So I'd rather not plan anything. Let it organically happen, and we'll see where it goes. I think that's worked so far. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you know, your closing thoughts on just kind of this whole thing and where it's been and where it's going with you. To speak to where uh, it's going, or, or actually to speak to where it's been, I mean, I think the fact that, it, like you said, it's the 27th year and, and it's still it's still going and, it, and it's growing. I mean, with the national launch, you know, I think that that's a testament to where Jerry and where the show has been, but where it's going. I've always thought that Jerry would make a great feature for a documentary. Yes. Um, I could see a JBTV movie being made. I mean, this labor of love, this this guy doing this show out of a Chicago studio, the same routine, eats the same thing, wears same the same shirt. clothes. It's 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 just ripe That's Sundance, it's man. Ripe for a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And along the way, oh yeah, he's like hung out with the Ramones and you know the Smashing Pumpkins, and Lane I mean, Staley, yeah. it's insane. And and this guy has built a virtual like rock and roll museum, which rivals the actual rock and roll museum. I mean, yeah. it's nuts. And and Yes, the, the JBTV show is, is, a, is a good show to be seen, but look, there's a story here that needs to be told. And I think maybe as um, more eyeballs come on to the JBTV brand in other cities, I think, I think that that may open the door for that story to be told. But other than that, I mean, that's, like the, that's the one thing that I really want to happen. And I think that, that going forward, I, I feel like, like I said, getting, getting in front of more people, I think that might allow that. Other than that, I I just I want to just uh, keep finding creative ways to bring never before seen content to people that involves their favorite artist, people that they can't live without, and I, I want to show them. I want people to watch our show 
even their favorite artists, like my favorite band is 311. Yeah. I would love, if I was a viewer, to turn on JBTV and to learn something new about that band. That's what I want to do with every episode. At someone's favorite band, I want them to find something out for the first time on JBTV. I love it. Uh, I love everything that's happening here. Both of you guys, I consider you old friends. And people that it's very easy to look up to with everything you've done in the music and media industries. And I'm so glad that both of you are still going, you know, doing JBTV, doing Howard XM. And I wish you both the best of luck with the national launch and everything else you have happening after that. I'm glad I got to talk to you guys tonight. Thank well, it's you. been a pleasure being here on uh, on your show, on Dynasty Podcasts. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to say, you, uh, by the way, speaking of never quitting, like, you've been trudging along doing this for a long-ass <laughs> time. So uh, i got to give you props as well. So thank you for finally, finally having us on this. Dude, I appreciate absolutely. it. This has been the Chicago vs. United Audio Podcast, your Chicago scene salvation. Thanks to Jerry Bryant and Ryan Mano from JBTV for being on the show this week. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United Audio Podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with Chris Payne, Perry Farrell, Martin Adkins, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at dynastypodcast.tumblr.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.